twelfth day of the month. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have heard from me through many witnesses, entrust to faithful people who will be able to teach others as well. 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 2. Today we consider faithfulness as a fruit of the Spirit. Faithfulness begins with God. Why would we want to commit ourselves to an untrustworthy deity? It is the reliability of God that is the basis for our faithfulness to God. The Scriptures place great stress on the dependability of God, precisely so that we can join confidently in the covenant God opens to us. Once we have done this, we are called to be a faithful people. But there is yet one more step in the process. The faithful people of God are to teach others as well. That is, we are to be witnesses to the reliability of God so that those who have not committed themselves to covenant faithfulness may come to believe. If we are not faithful, we place in their way a stumbling block over which they may fall. On this day, then, we pray for grace to trust in God's goodness, to keep our vows with fidelity, and to be those who instruct others in the way. Opening Prayer God of all ages, in every time and place, you have been steadfast. Your faithfulness endures without fail from generation to generation. So bind to yourself the hearts of your covenant people, that all who have promised fidelity to the gospel may fulfill their vows. Preserve your church not only from renunciation or neglect of faith, but also from a tepid faith that calls forth from others contempt rather than conversion. Make your church to be as a city set upon a hill, that our witness may be seen and that others may be drawn to you. For the sake of Jesus Christ, who is faithful in all things. Amen. Psalm 32 Count yourself lucky how happy you must be. You get a fresh start. Your slate's wiped clean. Count yourself lucky. God holds nothing against you, and you're holding nothing back from Him. When I kept it all inside, my bones turned to powder. My words became day-long groans. The pressure never let up. All the juices of my life dried up. Then I let it all, all out. I said, I'll come clean about my failures to God. Suddenly, the pressure was gone. My guilt dissolved. My sin disappeared. These things add up. Every one of us needs to pray. When all hell breaks loose and the dam burst, we'll be on high ground, untouched. God's my island hideaway, keeps danger far from the shore, throws garlands of hosannas around my neck. Let me give you some advice. I'm looking you in the eye and giving it to you straight. Don't be ornery like a horse or mule that needs bit and bridle to stay on track. God defiers are always in trouble. God affirmers find themselves loved every time they turn around. Celebrate God. Sing together, everyone, all you honest hearts, raise the roof. From the prophet Hosea, chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. Do not rejoice, O Israel, with exultation like the national, for you have played the harlot, forsaking your God. You have loved harlots' earnings on every threshing floor. Threshing floor and wine press will not feed them, and the new wine will fail them. They will not remain in the Lord's land, but Ephraim will return to Egypt, and in Assyria they will eat unclean food. 
They will not pour out drink offerings of wine to the Lord. Their sacrifices will not please him. Their bread will be like mourner's bread. All who eat of it will be defiled. For their bread will be for themselves alone. It will not enter the house of the Lord. What will you do on the day of the appointed festival and on the day of the feast of the Lord? For behold, they will go because of destruction. Egypt will gather them up. Memphis will bury them. Weeds will take over their treasures of silver. Thorns will be in their tents. The day of punishment have come. The day of retribution have come. Let Israel know this. The prophet is a fool. The inspired man is demented. Because of the grossness of your iniquity and because your hostility is so great. Ephraim was a watchman with my God, a prophet. Yet the snare of a bird catcher is in all his ways. And there is only hostility in the house of his God. They have gone deep in depravity. As in the days of Gibeah, he will remember their iniquity. He will punish their sins. From the book of Acts, chapter 24, verses 1 through 23. After five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders, with an attorney named Tertullus, and they brought charges to the governor against Paul. After Paul had been been summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying to the governor, Since we have thought you attained much peace, and since by your providence reforms are being carried out for this nation, we acknowledge this in every way and everywhere, most excellent Felix, with all thankfulness, but that I may not weary you any further, I beg you to grant us, by your kindness, a brief hearing. For we have found this man a real pest, and a fellow who stirs up dissension among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. And he even tried to desecrate the temple, and then we arrested him. We wanted to judge him according to our own law, but Lysias, the commander, came along and with much violence took him out of our hands, ordering his accusers to come before you. By examining him yourself concerning all these matters, you will be able to ascertain the things of which we accuse him. The Jews are also joined in the attack, asserting that these things were so. When the governor had nodded for him to speak, Paul responded, Knowing that for many years you have been a judge to this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. Since you take note of the fact that no more than twelve days ago I went up to Jerusalem to worship, neither in the temple, nor in the synagogues, nor in the city itself did they find me carrying on a discussion with anyone or causing a riot, nor can they prove to you the charges of which they now accuse me. But this I admit to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I do serve the God of our fathers, believing everything that is in accordance with the law, and that is written in the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men cherish themselves, that there shall certainly be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. In view of this, I also do my best to maintain always a blameless conscience, both before God and before men. Now, after several years, I came to bring alms to my nation and to present offerings in which they found me occupied in the temple, having been purified without any crowd or uproar. But there were some Jews from Asia who ought to have been present before you and to make accusation if they should have anything against me. Or else let these men themselves tell what misdeed they found when I stood before the council. Other than this, for this one statement which I shouted out while standing among them, for the resurrection of the dead, I am on trial before you today. But Felix, having more exact knowledge about the way, put them off, saying, When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. Then he gave orders to the centurion for him to be kept in custody, and yet have some freedom, and not to prevent any of his friends from ministering to him. 
From the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. Now one of the Pharisees was requesting him to dine with him, and he entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And there was a woman in the city who was a sinner, and when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster vial of perfume, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, and kept wiping them with the hair of her head, and kissing his feet, and anointing them with the perfume. Now when the Pharisee, who had invited him, saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman who is touching him, that she is a sinner. And Jesus said, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, Say it, teacher. A money lender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they were unable to pay, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, You have judged correctly. Turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins have been forgiven. Those who were standing, reclining at the table with him, began to say to themselves, Who is this man? who even forgives sins. And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thursday's Prayer God, your glory calls your people to adoration daily. Guide and inspire all who plan and who will take leadership in the worship of our congregation when again we gather in prayer on the Lord's Day. To musicians, lectors, preachers, and all others, give a full measure of your Holy Spirit, that they may glorify not themselves but you. Prepare my heart and the hearts of all your people to receive their ministries with joy and gratitude to you, and extravagant generosity toward others. This we pray through Christ, the risen one. Amen. A prayer by Jeanette Struken from her book, Prayers to Pray Without Really Trying. I need a wrecking crew, Lord. I keep building little shabby walls, ego to hide my shortcomings, pride to defend my dishonesty, personal desires to separate me from your will, I put up foundations of prejudice and towers of overconfidence. I pile up attitudes into blockades and fortify them with pea-shooter opinions. I wrecked mighty convictions and stick them together with sand. Oh God, let me take another squint at your blueprint for me. Amen. The full version of the Serenity Prayer. God, Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, 
taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever in the next. Amen.